Greetings. This is Kojo Jana Penton, also known as Kojo Sankofer, coming to you with Sankofer's Diaries. Um, today we have uh, we have with us Queen Daniela. Um, can you tell us about yourself, Queen? Uh, okay, hi, uh, Kojo. Thank you for having me. Um, Daniela, like you said, and I am from Los Angeles, California, born and raised. I am second generation California bred, born, so um, this is my home. Awesome. Um, now, tell us about what you do, occupation, your um, crafts, and all that. Well, um, so currently, I am working on um, a piece. Uh, I, I ventured off into writing, which is something I've done for a while, but this time with my writing, I, I took it a little bit further. So I, I'm writing now. I wrote my first um, short film. I'm mm. also an educator. I worked for, I worked with Los Angeles Unified School District and um, I work, I'm a art, uh, arts instructor. And so what I do is I teach youth different life lessons as well as introduce them to historical figures through performing arts. Um, I also am a caregiver. I take care of people. Uh, it's kind of like my nature. I've always been a person that liked to help people. And um and uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty much who I am, what I do. That's wonderful. Um, so being in the educational system, what are some of the things that you would like to see change? Um, if you had your way, what would you like to see change in the Los Angeles um, school district? Well, there are so many things that need to be changed within the district. And that's one of the reasons why I um, I kind of stayed on the outside, like because I got into education, of course, because I wanted to make a change and I wanted to do my part with shaping the lives of our youth in a positive way and actually instill them with things and values that will honor our ancestors, first of all, introduce our students or get them familiar, actually more so even introduce, because a lot of people don't know who they are. So, um, you know, just knowing our roots and where we can come from, who we are. And so my outlook on education, you know, I believe in educating the whole child and I guess with the school district uh, um, that you mentioned, I 
you know, it's more so uh, more politics involved instead of education. (laughs) So I would like to see education as the for you know the the driving force of what our schools are about as opposed to the politics that that we see these days i mean you know so many so many youth are deprived of quality education and even like you know like a lot of our schools here in the, in southern california especially in the inner city have stripped away so many vital programs that children need to help shape them to be productive members of society or be productive members of a family. And it seems like the way that the school system is here, it doesn't seem like that is, you know, that's the focus. It's it's like, you know, I can go on and on and on. <laughs> and right. I better not go down that rabbit hole because I started to, to mention something about um, one of the things that uh, I found in my research about education was the school to prison pipeline. And I'm like, uh-oh, let's not go there. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it on the surface and just say that uh, I, you know, I would like to see uh, a real genuine desire for our people to thrive and to learn and to really be educated. Right. And for this podcast, we, 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 we're going to keep it candid. So my next question to you is how have you been able to impact, um, the youth or society with your craft, with your art? So one thing I did, uh, I do, and I I started back in, hmm, this might have been 2004. Um, I, I really got heavily into West African German dance here in LA. And, um, that's that kind of was has been like the catalyst of what propelled me to do or what, what helps me what drives me to do what I do. So, for instance, um, West African drum and dance to me is an intricate part of my life, and also my the what I bring to the classroom or to my students. And so, African drum and dance is you know, uh, the whole culture of it, um, mainly, um, uh, the, the whole, how we respect the drum, how we honor our teachers and our, and and those who, uh, come before us in our, in this work for, or in this uh, in this African drum and dance community. Um, so I, I guess that will probably be, um, yeah, African drum and dance. Definitely. That's so cool. 
Um, now, let me take you uh, forward to talking about you as a writer. What do you seek to achieve with your writing? So I like to start conversations. So I, my writing is kind of controversial. And I think I've been, oh, I've always been a kind of controversial person. <laughs> my, uh-huh. um, uh, and so I like to start, well, first of all, what the things that I share in my writings uh, are usually some sort of issue that's facing uh, our societies. So anywhere from learning, you know, being able to identify a predator or sex trafficking or or, uh, inequality, social justice. It's always something that, uh, that is conversations that need to be had because for instance right now we're dealing with COVID and the piece that I'm working on right now is uh, a piece that I am very passionate about because it's it's to start conversations about COVID the seriousness of uh looking into what it is that you know our bodies are 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 getting with these injections how it's affecting our children those things are very very dear to my heart and you know it, it it kind of makes me um really you know i really you know just just to see how people are just you know, taking things and not investigating and not finding out what's, what's you know, to other, the other side of the story, you know, just getting one side of the story. And so with my writing, I hope to, and with my piece, I hope to start a conversation. You know, this is a perspective I didn't think about. You know, I'm always right. going outside of the box. And so I want people to to think outside of the box, you know, because that's that's how I am the unconventional one. I'm always thinking outside of the box. So um with my with the story that I'm working on, it will uh definitely get people asking some questions like, wait a minute, what are, you know, what are what are they, what is she talking about? What is this person talking about? Like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and then are you know and having to go out and investigate, you know, to to verify, you know, what what is you, you know, what is this this uh, information that I'm getting in now, you know, how do yeah. I find, where where do I look, you know, so a lot of people, you know, that are that 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 are being led to do these things, they don't really have any other. Uh, any other sources of information they're just you know it's just one-sided and so I want to be able to provide another side mm-hmm. it's very interesting now that now that you let the cat out of the bag I'm <laughs> gonna ask you your personal thoughts Uh-oh. on uh, 
I mean, as an educationist and as an artist, what are your thoughts on children being given the vaccination for COVID? What are your personal thoughts? My personal thoughts on giving children the vaccination is, I, I, my personal thoughts is it's criminal. And I say that because at, well, well, you know, if, if you, you know, know the, you know, the way that children develop, you know, we know that children are less susceptible to different viruses and sicknesses, you know, as opposed to grown-ups, you know, their bodies are equipped to handle different, uh, different, uh, you know, things there, cooties that are out in the world. God made us in a way that, you know, our bodies are able to, to sustain us throughout our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, we're wired that way. That's the way God wired us. And so I have a real, real, real problem when there's this in this in you know initiative to to and shoot children up with with something you know that could potentially harm them in their future we don't know what this doing in their future because you have to realize this is an experiment all of this is an experiment Mm -hmm. um and you know, I'm I'm also uh, you know a believer that different though you know different vaccinations cause autism and people you, you know I know that's something another controversial thing that you know it's so taboo you can't say that but you know I believe that you know I've interviewed parents uh, of children that have autism and they believe that their child didn't get that, uh, they weren't that way until they got those shots. And so, and I have, but I have a problem with shots with children anyway. (laughs) So I might not be the best person (laughs) to to answer that because, you know, when uh, when you, I, I was told long, long ago, when you have a child, especially if you breastfeed your child, for that whole year or whatever they tell you should breastfeed for a year. And they tell you that that your breast milk is all the vaccination your child will ever need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we don't, you know, if we, we're keeping ourselves in a more, more like a clean state, then, you know, we don't have to worry about all of those different sicknesses and viruses and illnesses. Uh, because right. a lot of those things are a result of unhealthy living. That's true. And so, you know, as long as we keep ourselves healthy, keep our spirits healthy, our minds, all of those things and balance. And see, that's another thing, you know, that we don't teach as educators. We don't teach our children as it, and I'll say maybe on more like on an individual level, but like on, like on a macro level, we don't teach that. Mm-hmm. Educators don't teach that. We don't teach okay. you know the things that will keep your you know your your defenses up and things like that. We don't know those things. 
mm-hmm. you know, especially if you come from a, a inner city home and, you know, a lot of times in, in inner city uh, communities, healthy options are not necessarily available. Yeah. I've gone into some grocery stores in some neighborhoods and couldn't even find almond milk or, you know, just like plant-based milk, you know? And, you know, everything is red number this, yellow number that, and, and you know, high fructose corn syrup and things like that. And so you have to realize we've gone through generations and generations of unhealthy living. And so we don't even know what it looks like to be healthy. And so it's like, okay, well, yeah, go ahead and take the shot because then, you know, at least, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, rubella and mumps and whatever, what is it, hooping cough and chicken pox and all that other stuff. But <laughs> again, you know, if you live a healthy lifestyle, then you will be able to avoid those things. Right. So, um, again, talking about um, your stance on this whole vaccination for children and all that, are there any references um, that you could point our listeners to to go check out for themselves? Absolutely. Um, Yes. So, um, I wish I would have been prepared that I would have known you were going to ask this question, but Vernon Coleman... um, Uh VernonColeman.org has a, a whole heap of, of resources and information about uh, about different things that uh, ones can do to just keep themselves from this this destructive shot that you know that they that's out and then also you know the whole mask wearing thing all of those things are are um it it it, 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 it and at some point it will all come together as one of those oh maybe we shouldn't have told tell people to wear a mask all the time because now everybody has face rash and and, and, you know, and, and there's all of these other uh, illnesses and sicknesses that have come or have arise as a result of wearing a mask. The brain, the brain needs healthy oxygen, <laughs> a healthy flow of oxygen. You know, let's start there, um, you know. And uh, after, uh, you know, Vernon Coleman, he opened up my eyes to a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the the misinformation that's been out there. Um, so I really ap- appreciate uh, his his uh, editorial, uh, Vernon Coleman is his site. Also, um, I, uh, I look at uh, earlier on, early, early, early on, when, when COVID first hit, there was a doctor, I think his name was Rashid something. Now I can't think of the last name, but anyway, he uh, he talked about the technology, and I and I was a uh, I I was you know really you know really intrigued by uh, just th- this technology how advanced it was because 
uh, this was before the shot was even, you know, before we knew what was going on. This was like right, right when COVID hit. So this is early, early 2020, like February, March 2020, right? And there were a lot of, uh, a uh, lot of uh, videos going around telling people to do these steams baths and 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 you know and and get a lot of vitamin C and make sure you you know and 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 there was even there's videos where people they were boiling lemon peels and orange peels and thawed and putting their you know and breathing in the orange peels and lemon peels. And just different things like that. And these are, you know, these are preventative measures that have have worked for, for you know, for many people. And uh, mm-hmm. this was really, this was earlier on. And then, you know, he talked about how this, huh? I was just agreeing with you that, yeah, I did that. And it did help me, the inhaling and the steam. Yeah, my, I mean, back in the day when when I used to get a cold, my mom used to have this Vicks vaporizer and she put it in our, my bedroom and she mm. put the Vicks in there. She rubbed me down with Vicks and then she had the, it had like a place in there where you put the Vicks and it mm. the steam would just steam the whole room and you know we'd sleep in that and wake up and feeling feeling better. You know all that yeah. mucus is broken up because it and you know um, and. Uh, and, and the mucus, you know, that's another thing that, uh, that, you know, you, we, we got to keep our bodies clean of that mucus because that's what gets our bodies sluggish and that's what gets us down is that mucus. Uh-huh. So make sure that stuff is, you know, bro- broken up. And then also like the things that cause mucus, like mucus causes foods. <laughs> I remember some years ago, I went to see Dr. Sabian, uh, and he had a whole list of stuff that we could that you shouldn't eat because of mucus. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole list, and I said, "Oh, well, what are we gonna eat?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm He's- not a vegetarian. I did not subscribe to being a vegetarian, and but he, it, like his vegetarian or veganism was went to the next level because I think it was like carrots mm-hmm. were on the list that you can't eat, and I'm like carrots. Yeah, oh, alkaline based. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what's wrong with carrots? But yeah, he, he, he you know, I think even garlic was on the list. Like, you can't possibly eat garlic. I'm like, really? But yeah, that that's a bit extreme for me. But yeah, but uh, but his his stuff works. <laughs> his stuff works. It works. Yes, indeed. And you know, and plenty of people are living a healthy lifestyle off of that plant-based diet but um you know just the mucus in the body and you know even you know with our children and uh, you know their diets hot cheetos and 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 chicken nuggets and all of those things all those mucus causing foods you know if we weren't eating like that we'd be a lot better off yes you know that's just what i think that's my opinion that's what i believe um, you know, we've gotten so far away from nature and who we are as a, as a, um, as self-healing people. You know, we're always looking to the pharmaceuticals to help us through the nights and sleep or have, you know, have babies or whatever. <laughs> it's always go to the pharmaceuticals. You know, we, we've gotten so far away from nature. So, yeah. um, 
everybody. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much dropping these nuggets of knowledge, wisdom with us. Now, let me uh, veer to another topic, the Back to Africa movement, which I'm so passionate about. What are your thoughts on this generation, especially the diaspora in connection with returning to Africa? Well, I am not familiar with the Back to Africa movement. However, <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I, I can't say that I've heard of it, but... Well, let me um, not to cut your wisdom. Let me break it down a little bit. Okay. Uh, I call it back to Africa movement from the works of ones like Honorable Marcus Gavi. And oh, okay, Honorable Marcus Masabu Gavi. You talking about the Black Star Liner? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Okay, I'm so yeah, now the diaspora, Black people in the West, our relation to Africa. So, I'm, I've been on that repatriation lifestyle for a very, very long time. Um, I had my uh, journey, <laughs> uh, my, my Rastafari journey, I think. Actually, no, it was before that. No, it was way before that, actually. Um, I've always had a, 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 a passion for, for Africa. Um, I've always cried to Mama Africa, oh, Mama Africa, send us home. We want to go home. We want to go home. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it's so, it's so interesting that you asked me that. Now, what I will say is, I love the way that Africa is so vast. And when I say that, what I mean is like, so we're, I'm, I, I, I've gotten, I've grown, uh, I've, I've grown, um, gotten a, 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 a really deep love for night these African films and night I call it what's call it Nollywood or something what's it called <laughs> whatever they call yeah. it uh, the, the the African films uh, yeah. I love 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 African films uh and I just saw one night the other day I think it was out of South Africa it was how to ruin Christmas or something like that oh my god love 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 so I love the way that Africa is being depicted on film. Because growing up, Africa was not that way. Growing up, I remember, you know, we saw the big bellies and the flies. And, you know, we always like, oh, yeah, we don't want to go to Africa. <laughs> like Africa, you know, it was a it was, you know, it was a it was a place that we didn't desire, you know, because back when I was younger, there was all, you know, this divide, like, you know, you know, and I didn't really see many Africans growing up. I had a, you know, a couple of Ethiopian friends, but that was pretty much it. You, you really didn't really too much see too many people from the continent in America. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, uh, I guess maybe like maybe in 2000, I guess maybe 
Now I really think about that. I have to really think about that. But you know, I I remember a time where you didn't really hear too much about Africa, except for all of the bad things. You know, like you know, all the war and the killing and the you know, or the you know, and then all, we we had this picture in our mind, you know, of lions and tigers and and big bellies and. With the, the the skinny bodies with the flies and all of that, you know that that was our picture of Af- that was our picture of Africa. And then, um, but I still had, you know, something in my heart and my spirit. I always wanted to connect with Africa, even in, in those days. You know, even be, you know. Being, you know, because back in the day, you know, you would call somebody a black African and that was a derogatory thing. Like, you know, that's almost like saying, like, calling somebody a nigga. <laughs> but, you know, now it's a term of endurement. So, and, you know, but uh, it's amazing because, uh, you know, we we didn't have uh, growing up. We didn't have that that love for Africa or that 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 desire as a you know in a mass as a as a, on a on a macro level. But as I got you know as I got older and you know I started educating myself. Like I guess once I got out of high school, um, the first introduction to Africa I had was a Tundiata Kieta. When I was in uh, in college, I read this story about Tundiata Kieta, the Mayan king of Mali. And I I started changing how I perceived Africa and I started seeing myself you know I started putting myself in the stories that I was reading and the things that that I uh, that I saw um, through my uh, undergrad program and so then um, after I you know read the story of Sundi Atiketa I took that story right away and read it to my students and they loved it. And some of my students would be telling, like, they would tell their friends, like, oh, I'm from Africa. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and, you know, it was just so, it was so uh, just beautiful to see how youth at that time, back when I was in elementary school, there was no way I would say I was from Africa. But now you got these little children walking around saying, oh yeah, I'm from Africa. You know, they want to know about, more about, they want to know more, you know. Uh, so it was just, it was, you know, it, 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 I, I loved, I, lo- I loved the way that Africa, the, the, the movement, uh, I'm not sure the way you said it, with the movement you said that the movement to go to, to repatriate to Africa I will say repatriate because that's what I remember repatriation so, um, but I am you know I pray for this day I I used to cry and cry and pray to, to the most high you know about connecting me to Africa I wanted to be connected to Africa so so badly um mm-hmm. 
to where I'd be in tears in my prayers. I'd be in tears. And, and you know, I, uh, I, I tried every, you know, everything that I learned uh, that had something to do with Africa. I, I, just, I made sure I, I, I learned it to the fullest and then I'd share it. I'd share it with my students. So I, I, I love this, this whole, uh, this whole um, back to Africa movement. I, mm-hmm. I would like to see more schools. So um, there's the school Watts Learning Center. Watts Learning Center has this program called Passport for the World. Mm-hmm. And Passport to the World. And they take students, they, they you know, it's, they do these fundraisers or whatever throughout the year, and they take students on two trips or throughout the diaspora. And so nice. far, Watts Learning Center, I, I'm, I know that they've done South Africa, they've done Ghana, Togo, Benin, um, those are the ones I know for sure. I know they had some other um, trips that they were doing, but I remember even doing fundraising and advocating for students to go on those trips. And so, um, so I would like to see more organizations adapt programs like that. I would like to see youth have opportunities to go to the continent if they choose to. I think it's very enriching. I think, you know, students should be, when I say students, I'm talking about like little students, like elementary, middle school age students, high school students, not not college students, but the small, the younger students. To have that opportunity to see the continent and see uh, the, the different customs uh, of, of, uh, of Africa. There's so many different, you know, customs and, and co- you know, and, and languages and you know, just so many things. We talk about Africa is so huge. <laughs> like, you know, yep. there's, there's, you know, you, you, you know, in my mind, I'm saying Africa, but Africa is huge. You know, you, you, you know, you, you got it. Mm-hmm. different, different, uh, so many different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> places to go. Exactly, different ethnic groups. You know, it's just so much. So where mm-hmm. do you start, right? <laughs> but yeah. uh, but no, there there are programs in place. That, you know, and like I said, Watts Learning Center has a great model um, oh. of passport to the world, and I, I would like to see more programs like that, more youth like that. Actually, it's one of my life goals to have my own school and to have something like that to where my students would go uh, to, to different uh, countries in the diaspora and on the continent and make uh, connections. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much sharing your thoughts on your passion for Africa and truly it's very evident that I mean it's very profound how your love for Africa shows from all that you're saying Um, now I'm going to take you again to your writing 
um, what do you expect listeners to look out for? Because we're looking forward to your exciting short film coming out. Um, tell us a bit about it and what listeners should be looking out for. Okay, so the my film, it's called, for now, it's a working title. It's Mama, I Think I Caught the Rona. Uh-huh. And I, I, want, um, I want people to be looking out for uh for the you know um ah, you know what does that look like <laughs> what do you mean you caught the rona <laughs> no um i mean you know i'm i'm excited about my project i'm really 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 excited about it um i you know i i i, I want uh people to look out for uh the you know whatever else I got to coming out the, out, the, out the oven. I mean you know I mean I I don't know if I understand your question all the way. When you say look at them, what do you want them to look for? I want them to look for the film. <laughs> so like right. what do you do? when you say you want, what do I want them to look for? Well, in terms of um, what um, would you like people to take with them when they see it? What do you okay. want them to? Okay, yeah. that's what you mean. Okay, all right. So, well, like I said, you know, um, I want to start conversations. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, when I might be, able, I might get the shot, and I might not be able to have any children. What does that mean? You know, well, you know, uh, I, I've uh, been researching the bars. I think it's called um, the adverse reaction site. Of people that have had adverse reactions from having the jab and you know one of the things that uh, specialists are saying is that there will be a lot of miscarriages this is something that they were saying earlier on that there will be a lot of miscarriages people will be going to have miscarriages and are you know and then uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I I, you know, I, I like, you know, you know, just that, that alone, you know, population control. So if we're not able to create, you know, or when we do create, we'll, 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 what are we creating? Are we creating biohumans? You know, so I, I want to start those conversations. What do you, what are we going to do? What is our plan? And then also, in my film, I'm introducing some uh, spiritual uh, spiritual practices that people may not be uh, aware of. Um, and so um, that's another uh, issue that we that we uh, address in the film of. Uh, religion and spirituality and how that plays out in our lives and our decision making um you know uh this cookie cookie cutter one size fit all lifestyle is something that you know we are getting away from you know people are asking more questions people are seeking other uh other perspectives and so 
you know, that's what this film is about. It's about seeking other perspectives, uh, you know, as far as health, as far as spirituality, all of those things. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, um, to wrap it up, uh, I'm going to ask you um, to bless our listeners with um, your thoughts, uh, knowledge, um, whatever you like to add or advice. Ask plenty of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I would just say ask questions. Don't take that first, you know, if, if someone gives you an answer that you are not, that doesn't sit right with you or right with your spirit, ask questions. You know, there's always uh, a, a diff- another way to skin a cat. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, uh, Every everything is not a, just a one size fit all. You know, you have to do what works best for you. You have to flow with what flows for you and I would say you know just have some compassion for for people you know um, have some compassion for uh, you know the, what people are going through like people are going through you know some things you know and you know that that whole year of lockdown you know um, I, I had a conversation with with my cousin about um, uh, the, that lockdown from last uh, or, or not, excuse me about COVID, and she was saying, "Oh, we needed the shot because so many people died. You know, a lot of people died last year." And I'm like, "A lot of people died last year from what though? Do you know yeah. how many people committed suicide last year just from being in the house alone?" Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, like everybody's home situation is not, you know, an ideal place to be. Some people, you know, it, it's very, very difficult for them to be at home. I'm fortunate, you know, some of us are fortunate that, you know, our home is, it, you know, is, a, is our safe haven. But for some people, it's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, if you're not mentally stable. So, you know, we got, we were dealing with a lot of uh, mental illness. Here, I know for sure here in LA. I don't know about all the other places, but for here in LA, oh my God, the mental illness here is it, it's an epidemic in itself. So, yeah, I would just say have compassion and um, and stay in the light <laughs> and you know ask questions. Ask a lot of questions question everything mm-hmm. mm, yeah well thank you thank you thank you Medasi. thank you so much for your time and blessing us but also I'm gonna use this opportunity to um, put out this public announcement that folks should be looking out for Mama, I think I caught the Rona short film. They should also be looking out for um, the newsletter, podcast, uh, franchise, and all that comes with it. And yes. it's very exciting. Yeah. And we wish you all the best in all your endeavors. 
And uh, again, Madasi, to you for having me on your show. Um, I wish I was more prepared. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard here. But it's, yeah, uh, I hope I did okay. <laughs> Marvelous. You did wonderful. And hopefully we'll do it another time, some other time. Yes. Thank you. And yes, please look out for You're my mind. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Look out for that one. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you.